Welcome to Potluck Food Talks. Today we have a special episode on bizarre food experiences and eating on a podcast on places that you won't find on the internet in the backend. I'm here with my friend, John Mujica. Hello, everyone. So I remember this one time, John brought me to this place. That's one of the most surrealistic experiences I've had going mm -hmm. out to eat. It was this Chinese restaurant, but here in San Sebastián. So we walk in. You see all this Chinese decoration with dragons and Chinese letterings and everything. But then everybody was like Latino working there. They, they were from Nicaragua, mm -hmm. if I'm not wrong. And they were like, yeah, uh, we bought the place and we started here like just making food from our country. And I remember, I really felt like what, like in the middle of the Caribbean, because this typical fried fish you find in, in a Caribbean beach with patacones and this kind of cold slow salad. And that Chinese restaurant in San Sebastian for super cheap. Yeah, yeah. Well, the story is like um, this Chinese restaurant was uh, around the corner where I used to live. And, uh, you know, I used to go there when I got uh, late from, from work. And they have like, you know, this five euro noodle mm, topper, which obviously they were not great, but it was like five euros. I just want to put some, some food in my stomach. So I don't know how come I went there with you and, and uh, something felt like kind of odd inside. And uh, like, you know, okay, these are not Chinese people working here. I said, like, I want to have the noodles. No, we only have fried chicken. Like, uh, right, but uh, no, we are Nicaraguan. Like uh, now we serve uh, fried chicken here and patacones and stuff. You know, this is kind of Nicaraguan food. And uh, I said, okay, why not? And um, yeah, funny thing was that, like it, it still looked like a Chinese restaurant. So I said, okay, did you open like, I think I asked them like, uh, You open open a couple of days ago. No, we've been open for two months, and I was like, all right. And the where do you have all the Chinese stuff hanging there? Ah, we didn't have time for that. Like in two months, and the place was kind of empty. Like I, right. but the uh, best thing like the 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 food was was good. You know, like uh, it was super good and super cheap. I actually got a delivery a couple of times, and then you know it's like getting super authentic Latino food. Yeah, yeah, and 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 ultimately they 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 open like a second place in the city. It's you know like. Simple Nicaraguan food. Uh, maybe you can get like a for 10 euros, a big plate with, you know, fried chicken, patacones, salad, um, Nicaraguan cheese, whatever. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it does the trick. Um, the best thing is the name. I think it's called like Chicken World, something like that. Chicken World number one. And then they opened another one. It was called Chicken World number two. But the funny thing is like the second place used to be a Japanese restaurant. Yeah, they did it. And they they took the Japanese place and transformed it into they they kept all the decoration. No, they didn't just from a shit. They just started serving different food. I, I don't know if it's Japanese or Korean because on the table they have this you know these um, grills. I think it's Korean, right? So yeah. they, they still keep the grills in the middle. They don't use them, of course. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but it's funny that, that you know they they take over a Chinese place. They change totally the food by they keep the decoration. Then they take over Japanese place and they serve the same food. Uh, that they serve in the Chinese place, but they keep the Japanese decoration. It's a low-budget concept for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I usually like, um, when I go there, I'm like the only local. It's 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 Latino people, which, which is, you know, it's a good sign. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. What's the deal with eating and casinos or this place that you can play like, like with these uh, machines and roulettes and different casino games? Uh, that That's a bit controversial topic. Um, There's like a... Um, casino kind of chain here and uh, next colleague of mine of uh, uh, I was working as a driver and he started working there and uh, he told me they have only like three or four small casinos here 
in the city and they have a chef who just goes through all the casinos to teach the workers there how to prepare food. And this food is for free for gamblers. And it's like they're actually very good pinchos. They don't charge any money for that because imagine how much money they make, like, you know, like with, with all these gamblers, like playing slot machines, whatever. And and the pinchos are actually great, but I wouldn't recommend to go there because I guess like uh, you're going to end up paying way more money there than, than in, in a real bar because they give you for free for, for a reason. Yeah, for sure. And that, that, there's a lot of, I guess, money, money laundering in those places. Going, well, I don't think even either. They, they make so much money that maybe they don't, they don't even need that. I'm actually like I got to know like the 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 owner of this company was casinos and they go like twice a year to Las Vegas just to see how things work there to to try to make even more money here. But I think we are we are digressing here. So yeah, but I would I would recommend to go there for pinches. Absolutely, pinches are pinches are good, but you're gonna be a sinner if you go there. The other thing I wanted to ask you because you you're like the most knowledgeable person I know. Like, where do you go for lunch? That you think this is a good deal. You get this or that much? All right. Um, for me, best deal is like this Hogar del Jubilados. Uh, it's kind of a senior house for retired people, you know, like where old people live. Yeah. And they usually have like a, like a menu del día. I don't know how much it is now because I've been there, I haven't been there since, you know, since uh, prices skyrocketed with inflation. But it used to be like eight euros for two course meal, like two, two dishes plus dessert plus a bottle of wine and actually like very good home cooked food. You know, and for eight euros, you could get like five first dishes, five seconds, whatever, a fresh fish, meat, whatever, for eight fucking euros plus dessert. But that's actually like the, the golden rule here in San Sebastian. If you go somewhere and you see old people eating there, it means like food is good because you can't bullshit them with, you know, with uh, this gastro bar thing. So whatever. And uh, of course, there are old people there because it's a senior house, but people who go there just, just for the food. And it's like affordable, good, simple food. That's what you want, like, during the week. You know, you're not going there to impress your, your date or whatever. <laughs> since, since we're already talking, we have to talk about what happened last Monday. Was it Monday? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Monday, Monday, Monday. The, the Korean guy. Man, this was so crazy. Like, I, I even wrote mm -hmm. a, an article about it. Everybody at work is talking about this. Like, hey, man, the, have you heard about this Korean place that opened? Uh, they closed because it was way too successful. And it's related to a Korean reality show here in Fertorosium. Mm -hmm. And they delivering real good food. And everybody was talking about it. So I sent the info also to John. We were chatting. And, and then he, he tells me he went there. And it was really, how, how was that first experience? Uh, can you describe the Actually, like, it was great, you know. I think they opened, like, um, the place we went to. But apparently it got too busy. So they closed and they opened, like, a smaller one in the old town. And uh, when I went there, there was nobody in there. And uh, I think they are like, it was kind of this, kind of izakaya, but Korean, like like small tapas. And I think there were like five or six different dishes for two euros each. And it was like the best Korean food I've ever had. I went there in the first place because you can't find any Korean food in this city. I had no idea what, what the whole concept was. And then we found out like there was a like, super famous Korean chef preparing the food and he even like did like special dish for the people that were, were there and, and, uh, it was actually great. It was fucking great. And, and, and we paid like, I don't know, like for two people, like 20 euros. Yeah. You were surrounded by cameras, but you know, who cares? They're gonna, they're gonna screen it in Korea. So whatever. But one thing I found out with you is that there are like mics on the table, which I didn't know. So all, all our conversations were being recorded. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, then on Monday, John calls me, today is last day of this Korean pop-up. 
So I had to go. So we go there. And once you enter the restaurant on each corner, there were these cameras because this was all part of our reality show. That's the reason why, why the food was so cheap. So we started making this few, the, the, there was already this lady that was, she was complaining a lot. Oh, but, uh, I had a reservation and uh, what's the guest list and why I'm not in the first place. And at some point, whatever, we got our food. We got to our place and we ended up in front of that lady. <laughs> yeah, she was like a groupie in her 50s, whatever, of BTS, which I kind of know this band. I mean, I don't know the, anything about their music, but it's, I think it's the most famous K-pop boy band of all time. This woman was was a character. And and thing is, she told us like this, the, the chef, like a brand of food is like the most famous chef in Korea. So like, Exactly. She was excited. Like, this is the, the most famous chef in Korea. And she shows us a picture. Yeah, I was uh, like, fine. But she didn't know the name because she was just a fan of the of the boy man. So we, I just Google like Korean famous chef. And he was the first chef that that, that comes up like in, 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 in Google. And it was fucking true. It was like the fucking Arginiano of Korea serving like two euro plates. Uh, number 18 most millionaire person in Korea, something like that. Yeah, something like that. And I was cooking there. Cooking there like not that day, but the day before it was just cooking there in front of people. And yeah, even the, the waiters and the chef, they had like this necklaces with cameras, with GoPros. And yeah, we were talking and, and, and the lady tells us, oh yeah, by the way, all this, like the decoration of the middle of the table, there was like a little plastic bar or something. And this is still with microphones and in camera. So probably our conversation was recorded and if we said something really funny, we'll end up in a Korean reality show. I'm just looking up the, the, the name of the chef. Bike Young Wong. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Food was great. No, no surprise. Yeah. And tell me about, you told me once about like a super good deal for lunch at Casa Galicia. What was that? Yeah, exactly? well, uh, Casa Galicia is like a place that's been going on for, I don't know, decades here. And uh, there's, there's a very, one of one of the best menudo dias in, in the city. I mean, do I have to explain what a menudo dia is? It's a, it's, a, it's a kind of a set price menu, you know, you can, you know where it is. You, you can explain it better than me. Yeah, like a business lunch, like uh, with a fixed price. Yeah, two courses, dessert, plus bottle of wine, whatever you want to drink. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, not one of the cheapest one in the city, but uh, very good food. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. But you would get like octopus with potatoes for lunch for like what? For like 10 euros or something like that? No, no, no. It's got more expensive. I think it's like 16, 17 euros right now. Yeah. yeah. But it's definitely, definitely worth the price. Tell me the story about that time at the film festival that you walk into the bar of my Christina. How was that event here? Nah, you know, the film festival that it's actually going on right now in the last day, I think it started yesterday. The most famous film festival in Spain, I think like after... Berlinale and Cannes is like the most important in Europe. And when the festival is going on, you will see like any major movie star just walking here in the city. Like, you know, yeah. Tom Cruise, Steven Spielberg, Woody Allen. In the city, there's always been only one five-star hotel and this is where the oldest stars, you know, will go to the film festival. And people will just like wait outside for, I don't know, 12, 20 hours just to take a picture. So I was like kind of drunk and, and after the bars closed, I said, let's have a drink in the, in the bar of the hotel. Like just, just go like if you will be fucking, you know, guests there. And, and, and we just got in like, you know, on the fucking red carpet and, and then, yeah, we had some drinks, uh, in the bar with how, how's the name of the director of, of, uh, Sixth Sense, uh, whatever this, this kind of, this Indian director. Anyway. Doesn't have much to do with food, but no. But I mean, the, the, that's like a super nice bar. I've been <laughs> there a couple of times. 
big price. Now they changed the whole decoration. I see them uh, inspired in a dress of Jackie Kennedy or something like that. It's like this blue color. And you can like really classic cocktails, like for 20 euros, but they're really good cocktails. Since we're already talking about cocktails and like secret places and come to us, have you ever been to Black Peaks? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was the once. Um, it's kind of, you know, you to get in, they make it look kind of secret. So you have to send like a WhatsApp message and they give you a code and you have to dial the code on the, in the, on the door. And then you get in and you have this, uh, you know, Italian mixologist, whatever, who, I mean, I don't want to talk shit about anyone, but uh, he was kind of, you know, trying, talking too much. So it's it was, there were good cocktails. Yeah, I went with Perpernick. Per- He's like a super cool food writer from Berlin and his friends. And they brought me there and they, they were the one who went through this whole thing. And they were like, this is the nerdiest mixologist we've ever seen. Like the guy was really Parody. The concert was world well tonight, but it was not like for me like a super memorable face. Like it was just nice, and that's it. Like I enjoyed it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so did I. But it's 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 mostly show. There, like I think uh, for me, the best place for cocktails in the Nosti right now it's um, around, which is like in the old town, um, and they have very good cocktails, actually cheaper than there. And uh, these guys do it very well around in the in the old town. Like next to the pier. Yeah, just to, to to close the episode, I also want to mention like John, he has like a burger joint here in San Sebastian and they do no to tail. So they buy like whole animals and process the whole thing until they get the burgers, like the, the potatoes are fried in cow fat. They do their, their own responses for the burger and sauces and everything. Like, well, well, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you played, man? Well, yeah, I'm I'm not the chef, but um, you know, like my chef and partner Adam, he's he comes from LA, so he actually moved here to San Sebastian to open this this restaurant because um, they're like old traditional LA style hamburgers. You know, uh, we do only use like uh, old cow meat, like at least eight year old, and we do everything everything in house, like the buns and everything. And the, the funny story or the interesting story about it is like uh, he moved here because he told me like when 50, 60 years ago, like the hamburgers in LA were like really good because there were a lot of gardens there. So they are like fresh vegetables and stuff. But LA now, right now it's like uh, everything concrete. There are no, no gardens. So you can get fresh vegetables. So the burgers right now, they're like more meat, not so well balanced. So he thought like, where, where can I get like fresh vegetables and very cool like grass meat? Cows that eat grass, actually. So he said he moved here because because of that. Now we have our small garden and and uh, we got like meat from local cows and yeah. And, and since we are conscious, like it's very important for us to be like uh, sustainable. So as you said, we got like the whole egg of a cow, whatever. But we use everything out of it. We use the fat for 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 frying potatoes or or the meat itself for grilling it. And we use we do like. Uh, very good stock with a with a bone. Uh, sometimes we have bone marrow, also uh, you name it. So he even does like with the fat. He does like the soap that we use for for washing dishes. Yeah, that's amazing and that's super cool. So yeah, that's it. But I'm I'm just a bartender. <laughs> that's it for this week's episode of Potluck Food Talks. If you like what we're doing, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok as Potluck Food Talks. The show airs every Monday.